Cal. Sarah Austin's not here. No, Sarah Austin. Not only is Sarah Austin not here, but we're not in the studio. No, this is all wrong. <laughs> we're in... Stop it. Let's just stop it. <laughs> we're in the old gamer house. Yep. Um, both speaking into this little mic on a an amazing contraption that producer Matt has set up, which is kind of half... I don't lamp. even know what this is. Is it a... That's, a, that's some sort of like... Clamp? Um, clamp. Yeah. And there's like a lamp, there's a big piece of string. Yeah. <laughs> so if it, if we sound a bit different, that's why. Yeah. And it's also attached to a, um, a light. Yeah. This is... I might take a picture of it and pop it on. Actually, that probably would be a good idea. Yeah. It just seems... So we've got no, no idea what this no. is going to sound like. But, I, you know, we can trust producer Matt, it's going to sound good. Yeah, I mean, poss- yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't have a soundproof lounge, sadly. Yeah, you might hear cars driving past or birds. There were yeah. some birds earlier, which were quite pleasant. There were some birds. And Matt is doing some cooking. So it's just really authentic, saying. you know? Yeah, it's from the heart. It's just so real. It what is. It's like really real. It is, because I quite often have seats this close to each other in my lounge and have an intense conversation like with somebody. Like just staring directly into each other's eyes. into each other's eyes. So like knee to knee, knee more to or less. Knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is quite normal. I'm... I think people walking past my window will be like, fine. Yeah, totally fine. So yeah, it's a bit of a different week. Yeah. Um, Sarah is in Holland. Having a lovely holiday. Yeah. Um, So yeah, just, and then, should we go into, I can't even, I don't even really know why we're not in the studio, but here we are. Yeah. It's very nice. It's much better lit than the studio. It's, I hope, homelier than the studio. (laughs) Yeah. If not, I would a little bit homelier. Be yeah. a little bit concerned. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, well, let's do. Let's tell some stories about unusual deaths or near misses or bizarre stories. One of the three, or Could just Love Island. Could just start a Love Island podcast instead. There's plenty of those. Sarah's not here, so. Oh yeah, let's hijack it. Sorry, squares. <laughs> We've actually decided we're just going to do a Love Island podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just tears out. That's uh, something that I spent more time looking into this week. It's mean, isn't it? We've got this There's a new boy who looks a bit like a candle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Danny? new one. I oh, want to say Danny. I don't understand why he's a model. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that really I'm really nice a guy. Like he's he clearly looks... a nice guy, but he looks <laughs> like a candle. He looks like the candle from, from Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Yeah, yes. that's what it is. That's so true. I'd not even thought about that. So, you know, sometimes you've got to wonder about these casting producers. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. I mean, look, I know that I will never be a model. I don't have a special aspiration, so if someone walked down and was like, you're so fit you could be a model, I would be like, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, I know. Yeah, (laughs) finally, taking you long enough to find me. Um, (laughs) I've been walking up and down outside (laughs) Topshop Oxford Circus for 20 years now before being spotted. I did used to think that that was where people got spotted. You you would hear about it so much that people would be like, oh, um, scouting, model scouts are like outside Topshop. I feel like they probably are. Or maybe they yeah, were they more are. a few years ago. Now it's more like Instagram, isn't it? True. I feel like maybe like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. that would be where it was. Yeah. And now it's now just it's like all online. sliding into their DMs. Standard. And that didn't, you know, I'm not on that game at all. No. <laughs> and also I'm 30, it would have happened yeah, by I mean, now. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen let's be clear <laughs> let's be clear we're listening to too many politicians 
Oh, God. I actually don't Ooh. want to talk about politics. No. For the first time on this goddamn podcast, no, I don't no, want no. to talk about politics. That's, that's, that upsets me. Yeah, that was quite an upsetting week to go down. Welcome to our new listeners. Um, specifically Hannah from my work. Oh, hi Hannah from Claire's work. Because uh, um, I, we were literally in the lift together and I'd mentioned it before and she's like, oh, what's the name of your podcast? And I mentioned it. And the next thing I know, she's like, oh my God, I've listened to 25 episodes in a row. Oh my goodness. So thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, thanks Hannah. And anyone else? Just all, the, all the listeners. All the listeners. Um, okay, who goes first in know. this instance? No idea. Can you remember who went last time? What episode is it? 34? Who knows? 34? We're in the 30s. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'll go first if you want. Fine. Or, okay. Do you want to? Well, just I, coin? I, I can't. I a don't have a preference, and b can't remember where we're at, and c it's kind of skewed anyway. I didn't go first last time because I introduced. Fine. I'll so, go first. Okay, fine. Sure. With I'll my listen, with my, first. I would say my contribution to what a way to go this week is ramshackle, but I hope that you enjoy it <laughs> because I was dwelling on. I started my journey with. Um, Thinking about Steve Irwin. Oh, yeah. And how famously killed by a stingray. Yeah. And I won't go too much into it because actually... Because that's your story. That's (laughs) that's just it. Okay, over to you. (laughs) Killed by a stingray. Um, But I feel like he could be a good celebrity one, so I won't go too much into it. But then I was thinking, what I've always thought about his death, as well as being very sad, was how ironic that the man who spelt... Who spelt? man who spent his entire life wrestling crocodiles was actually done in by a stingray. Yeah. You know, you spend your entire life combating one of the most dangerous animals on land and then lovely gentle stingray. Yeah. Basically a pancake. Yeah. Upside down smiley face pancake. Pancake. <laughs> pancake. That's fucking a pun. Upside down, was it? Uh, upside down. down smiley face pancake. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. I love their faces on yeah, their bellies. Lovely I don't little, know lovely their little grin. They're like, oh, Sam, what's going on? Anyway, death machines. Lethal. So that got me thinking about ironic deaths. Okay. And nice. I was like, oh, this, this is a rich scene. Oh, absolutely. Some of which we've already explored on the podcast, actually. Yeah, and do you know what? Mine's a little bit ironic. Oh, oh but God. that's. No, no, I don't think it's the okay. same. I mean, we'll see. Maybe it is. Well, I found, I found a list of. Um, Ironic deaths. So I have to give a shout out to Jim Goad, okay, who you. basically made this uh, list of ironic deaths. Oh, great! On thoughtcatalog.com. Nice. With some excellent illustrations by Den- Daniela Erden Lays. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, wicked. Someone's already compiled these, so I'll have a little dig into some of these. Great. I will say though, Jim. I'm not sure you know what irony is. Oh! Because... Oh, <laughs> well done, Jim, but actually you've got it wrong. Jim, thank you. Prepared to be corrected, Jim. Some of them, not ironic. Okay. What well, I'm looking for is legit irony. Legit irony. A bit like, um, I was about to say Avril Lavigne, it's not Avril Lavigne. The very famous song about irony. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. Yes. Yeah. Uh, arguably... Not all ironic. Rain on your wedding day. Not ironic. Not ironic. 10,000 no. spoons when all you need in is a knife. Yeah, that's fine. That's ironic. Yeah, yeah, okay. they're everywhere. And actually, I just want to fucking butter some toast. Yeah. Can't use a spoon for that. Although, actually, in Thailand, sometimes you get a 
spoon. Do butter. Do butter. Yeah, like a spoon and a fork. But then, but then because we're what? What are you supposed to do with this? Well, how yeah. are you? Hard because you, know, <laughs> you you go in somewhere and you're like, well, I'm bloody not adventurous enough to, ad- adventurous enough to say I'm going to have like this for breakfast which mm-hmm. is far more traditional so yes I'll just have this toast and jam oh, right. the and they don't know what to give you and so yeah the standard is um, a spoon and a knife no spoon and a fork just butter it and actually you can you can do it I can see it I can see it working yeah there's it's a not flat, practical flat side yeah. there that yeah. you can manoeuvre but I would you know I would I would advocate for a knife if sure. you want to do it <laughs> sure that's your stance that's and you're yeah. going to stick to it and I, I, I appreciate it yeah like, I think I, that's good if it's the hill that I need to die on <laughs> I will die on it you need a fork no god damn it you need a knife do you think they discuss these things at the UN mm. I feel like this should be tabled I think possibly we could actually just send this recording to the UN. They might give us a job. Breakfast culture yeah. in Southeast Asia versus London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Fine. might be head of head of the UN. Yeah, yeah. I think we maybe. Can, I know yeah. you've just got a promotion. Well, so it was two. It was two Secretary General of the UN. So oh right. By coincidence, actually, that is my. So you've new done job. that already. Yeah. Okay. Oh fine. Oh well, you don't need me to tell you about breakfast then. Let's get on with the Let's irony. Let's get on with it. Right, irony. So I've, I've, I've picked out some that actually are ironic and they don't warrant, this, they're like micro stories so they don't warrant their own entire Fine. session. I like a, a listicle if you will. A listicle, but I'm not going to do too many. Um, man drowns at pool party of over 100 lifeguards. Aye. That is ironic. Shit. What were those lifeguards up to? They were having a party celebrating the fact that they had had no drownings. Oh, fuck. So was one of them a, a lifeguard? Well, unfortunately, the person who died... So this is 1985. Um, the New Orleans Recreation Department was so proud that there were no drownings that season at the city's swimming pools that they threw a huge poolside party. Oh, no. Didn't they know what was going to happen? Out. I know. Oh, shit. So the the man who died, 31-year-old Jerome Moody, was not a lifeguard himself. He was just one of the guests. But that is very, very ironic. ironic. What, what were they all doing, the lifeguards? So were they all having like a laugh and a, a well, laugh yeah, and a they were they were celebrating. There were four active lifeguards who were assigned to guard the pool. But they just didn't. I don't have any more details, but... This was true. This did happen. I, I have, I I have, I I have confirmed. Don't, don't doubt you. So, I mean, that's drowning at a pool party for lifeguards. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one. And I feel like Squares has referenced this before. Possibly. But not done this. Okay. Oh, I think, yeah. The inventor of the Segway. No, I don't think she has. Oh. Possibly I have because I nearly did that today. And then I said oh. to Matt, have I done this? And he said, possibly. And I was reading through it and I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Right. But oh, I don't shit. Think, okay. I don't think I have done yeah, it. Yeah, no, so I don't I'm think any of us have actually like it. fully done it. Yeah. So I'm just checking in on it because that is unbelievable. Very ironic. Um. So segues have never been more ironically tragic than on the day in 2010 when British investor, owner or founder or inventor? Owner, I think. He invented it as well, though. Okay. British investor or inventor who'd purchased the company earlier that year. There we go. Here's your answer. Uh (laughs) I was going like, owner, inventor, investor. He purchased the company earlier that year 
careened a Segway test model off the road and down an 80-foot cliff to his death. Um, yeah. Yeah, a coroner ruled that Hesselden had died of multiple blunt force injuries of the chest and spine, oh. consistent with a fall whilst riding a gyro bike, which I guess is the non-branded... Segway. Gyro bike? Gyro bike. that before. Um, I think he... I read something, because I was thinking of doing it today, that said that he was getting out of the way of a dog walker. Mm. And then so dog walkers are to blame. Yes, basically, if you own a dog... Then um, it's your fault. I hope you feel guilty forever. You've got blood on your hands. Yeah, basically. Um, Segways scare me. Never been on oh one. Oh, God, I would hate it. I would I hate it so hard. Yeah. I would instantly fall off. Yeah, me too. Or I would go too fast and fall off a cliff. Yeah. Have you ever... Um, ridden, have you ever fallen off a cliff? Have you ever been on a skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to go. I think my laugh just like set the microphone off and started flashing. <laughs> Too much. Too much. When we were testing this, you did a laugh and Matt was like, oh, that won't happen. Matt. And I doubted my ability, but actually it was it was you. Matt winced because of the volume of my honking laugh. Um, uh, well, yes and no, because there are pictures of me when I'm about two or three. Cute sat on a skateboard with a helmet on. Oh my god, I have to see this. <laughs> I might be able Stop. to. I think maybe my sister had some albums so nice. with it, so I'd have to try and dig it out somewhere. Little baby elves mm. with a helmet on sat on a skateboard. Yeah. So I think that might have been about the extent of my skateboarding career. I yeah. don't think I've I've, ne- I've certainly never properly tried to skateboard. Mm. Have you? Well, this is what makes me think I'd be so bad on a Segway, because I literally, I've tried it sort of a handful of times. And literally, as soon as I stand on it, it just shoots off in one direction and my body stays where it is and then I'm clattering to the floor on one side. So where have you done it? Like at a skate park? Yeah, or, or like just on the streets or whatever. Sure, sure, <laughs> you know, sure. I used to, well, I fancied skaters, basically. Is that where my, where, that's my journey. Around that sort of early to mid-2000s period oh, yeah. when every boy was a skater. Oh, yeah, baggy jeans. Yeah. Heaven is a half pipe. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but so I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I can, like, I'm, I can skate and stuff. But then literally... Turns out you can't. So... It's impossible! I don't know how people do it. <laughs> Some people do. Oh, have you seen that documentary about the skateboarding lads? Oh, no. The one that was out last year or something. Yeah. The kids. No? Are they kids? Are, are you... Asking if that's a title or are you... No, a... no, no, oh, yeah, okay. no, not, <laughs> not kids, the Larry Clark film. No, um, they are, yeah, they're yeah. young boys. They're young, but I kind of charts them actually going from like young to old. Like one of them films it himself basically, which mm. I didn't realise until quite far into the film. Anyway, can't remember what it's called, but it's bloody great. Matt was like, we should watch this. And I was like, mm, I've got skaters, I'm not really that interested. He was like, you know, you're going to really like it. Yeah. And it was brilliant sweet okay i think it's on netflix it's an all right recommendation but i can't remember the name if if you need a name we'll put it on twitter or something yeah 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 or if matt pops his head around i'll ask him (laughs) it's just like it was there (laughs) um okay ironic death number three Mm. Mm. another truly ironic one sleep researcher falls asleep at the wheel oh shit Right. Eugene Asarinsky is considered one of the pioneers of modern sleep research and is most famous for discovering REM. Ah, uh, rapid eye movement? Yes, mate. Or the band. Was, did he discover yeah. the band? <laughs> he discovered Michael Stipe, just like busking. <laughs> um, rapid eye movement sleep in 1953. 45 years later, he slammed his car into a tree north of San Diego 
it is suspected that he had fallen asleep while driving. Oh no. That is That is ironic. That is ironic. Too much time studying sleep, not enough time sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. Arguably. Not that it's his fault. No. Um see yeah, I mean these are not this is not ironic. Activist dies of a stroke after reading a premature obituary of himself. Like, that's interesting. It's not ironic. It's not ironic, Jim. It's definitely not ironic. Yeah. Unless so, if someone who's listening to this is um, better at irony than either of us, do tell us how that's ironic. I mean, it's, no, it's notoriously difficult to define irony, but I would just Fine. say... In that case, everything's ironic. Is that right? Maybe. Maybe. Um, and my final agreed, definitely ironic death, <laughs> I'm not going to over-intellectualise it Health food pioneer dies on live TV Jerome Irving Rodell earned a fortune as the publisher of numerous health food books and prevention magazine During a taping of the Dick Cavett show that never aired the 72 year old Rodell allegedly told the host that I never felt better in my life and that he intended to live to 100 but he died of a heart attack while the show was taping Shit. So, so- I think the cir- like the initial header, I was thinking, well, is that ironic? Mm. But actually the circumstances, I was Talking say, about how healthy you are and how long you're going to live. And then dropping the dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that is, that is well worthy of being on that list. Yeah. So some other ones that have been on, that were on this list that have been on our podcast include Mr. Valentine, the uh, oh. lawyer that shot himself. Yeah, that was defending. one of mine. Um, and then Marie Curie. Although, actually... Oh, the radium. Yeah, so I suppose we didn't do Marie Curie, but, you know... Did she die of it? Radiation pioneer dies of radiation. Oh, fuck, I didn't even realise that. That probably should have been... Well, I'll just tell you then. Madame Curie is the first woman to ever win a Nobel Prize and is still the only woman to ever win it twice. She discovered polonium and radium, but unfortunately spent so much time dabbling in radioactive materials that she fatally succumbed to a plastic anemia. Oh. Right, well... That got left off my story, but never mind. But that was the... The ghost the ghost girl. Oh, yeah, I liked that one a lot. That was a good one. That was a good interesting Anyway, I, I, I told you it would be ramshackle. I liked I've, it, I've delivered ramshackle. But, interesting. And sometimes you just want a little snapshot of... Some ironic deaths. Some ironic deaths. And then maybe I'll do Steve Irwin episode... No, I know what my episode 40 celebrity one is. Do you? So maybe my Steve Irwin will stay up my sleeve for 50. Big five O. Big five O. Oh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a party, isn't it? Oh yeah. We have some balloons for that. Maybe a cake. We'll have a meeting at the UN. Hmm. Actually, yeah, we might be too busy with our UN work by then. Yeah. So that's me. I liked it. It was interesting and a nice snapshot of some. The lifeguard one, man. Jesus Christ, what a bummer, oh, right? I know, I know, I know. Imagine that. Yeah. Okay. Els. Okay. Oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Too much karma. Um, so, yeah. I mean, mine's kind of ironic, but not not really. Not in the, like, lifeguards at a pool party mm-hmm. kind of vibe. But mine uh, centres around Niagara Falls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard okay. of it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I'm aware of its work. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice place. Mm. I've never been. Really lovely place. But it looks nice, yeah. My in-laws... It's probably one of their favourite places. Oh, really? Mm. Do they go a lot? 
No, I just really liked it. <laughs> they went once and very liked it. Yeah. It made their top one. <laughs> top top yeah. one yeah. list. Number one. Um, also, quite scary, probably, I think. Yeah, if you lean over the edge. Feel that. You would feel that in your bones, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? So, the first person to, like, mess with the balls. Oh, God. This story's not about him. Oh. But he was called Sam Patch, and in 1829, he jumped off the falls from a high tower, and he survived. Whoa. Which is crazy. But he what height are we talking with those balls? I don't know, but, <laughs> but as we're at my house and I'm linked into the old <laughs> Wi-Fi, the old internet. 51 metres. That is high. So, so that was in 1829. 70 years later, an American school teacher who was called Annie Edson Tyler, mm-hmm. she decided to go over the falls in a barrel. <laughs> A barrel? Yeah, in a barrel. Um, on her 63rd birthday. Oh, Annie, come on. I know. And so she was a widow, and part of the reason that she wanted to do it was because she, she thought it might secure her financial future because she might get some notoriety from it, not- notoriety from it. Which uh, there are other things you can do, babes. There are. Possibly she was a bit of a like thrill seeker, yeah. adrenaline junkie. Maybe she wanted to just give that go. Okay. I, I retract my shade, but I still just think there's other <coughs> ways to do it. Love. It's a big step, it is. Um, so, she did survive that fall, and when she emerged from the barrel, she was covered in blood. Oh, God. And she famously declared, no one will ever to do that again. Oh. However, she did. did. Well, she didn't, oh. but someone else did. So, a man by the name of Bobby Leach... He was a stuntsman and he was a circus performer. And he was from Cornwall. Oh. Yeah. And he said that he wanted to do the triple challenge. So that consisted of making a barrel trip through the rapids uh, to a whirlpool. Now, those who know the geography of Niagara Falls better than I do, I mean, possibly I should have researched it more, but I didn't. So this implies, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ignorant. This implies that there's not just a waterfall, there's like things that lead up to it. Whirlpools, rapids. I think they are. I imagine it's a whole rocky region. There's a lot of water. I mean, I suppose waterfalls need a river going into them, right? They're not just suddenly there. They don't just emerge from nowhere, no. I think there's there's something that precedes them. And also, what's the opposite of precedes? Exits? Just exits, maybe. Uh, Follows. Follows, Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, rivers. Rivers of water. All right. Anyway, so that... I did do, like, a geography, geography. degree. <laughs> yeah. Come on, then. Um, Oxbow Lakes? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the one. Uh, number two, um, going over the falls in a barrel, because why not? Mm-hmm. And number three, parachuting from the upper, sh- upper steel arch bridge into the, into the river... Up, uh, yeah, upstream of the rapids. So all in one go, like you, you pat, you do that, and then you go over. Not all okay, in one go. Right. I think right. he just wanted to like tick them off. So. Oh, I feel like he's got too much time on his hands. Yeah, I think so. It's too much, actually. Actually, yeah. Let's just leave it there. It's too much. <laughs> um. So number one. So that list um is kind of the wrong way around, but number one. So he went. He parachuted off the Upper Arch Steel Bridge in 1908. 
And that was fine. Everything was cool. Well. Yeah, I mean, parachuting. Both. Yeah, if you yeah. know what you're doing, if you're pulling the right strings, it's fine. And then two years later, in 1910, he returned to Niagara Falls and he wanted to um, test his barrel that he was going to, you know, hurl himself off the falls with. Mm-hmm. So he tested it through the Great George Rapids to the Whirlpool, mm-hmm. all part of the fall. Yeah, seems right, yeah. So he attached an anchor to the barrel um, so that he could maintain a steady path through the rapids. Um, but because it's quite rocky, that caused the anchor to like become detached from the barrel, mm-hmm. which caused him to like ricochet off the rocks and things like that. Um, so he wasn't able to control the barrel, and then it became stuck in the whirlpool. Can I ask a fundamental question, and it applies to both uh, Bobby and Annie? Yeah, I won't be able to answer it, but yeah. Why a barrel? What's the obsession? Oh, um... I don't know, actually. I did think this. Why was it... Why a barrel? Why a barrel? What gives? But maybe, like, in the early 1900s... So they had... Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Why a ba- Maybe they thought they would be more safe in a barrel than just, like, hurling... Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know the answer to that. Ignore me. No problem. Well, it's a, it's a good question. It's one I thought myself and um, don't have the answer to. Maybe barrels were just so plentiful. Yeah. Big barrel was, like, really pushing their wares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Publicity stunt. Yeah, possibly. They're all in it for the money, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, Typical. you. Corporate giants. Those barrels. Mm. So, um, he... Yeah, so it became stuck in this whirlpool and he was rescued by William Red Hill Senior. I feel like there was a time when all American red men were just red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, Don't understand it. If anyone who listens in America knows, tell us. Why, Why red? is everyone red? Are they still? It's <laughs> a good, it's a pertinent. <laughs> um, so he risked his life to swim out and drag the barrel to shore. Mm. He made three other uh, trips through the Whirlpool Rapids, which were successful. Excellent. So well done. Pleased for him. Um, in the same summer. And he also, that same summer, made two attempts to swim across the Niagara River, down river from the falls, um, but he had to abandon them both times. Probably because that's quite a dangerous thing to do. Again, not much um, not much to going on in his life, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, just get a, I don't know, get a hobby or something that isn't... I mean, arguably that is his hobby, but, you know. Yeah, maybe that's it. Some people just like to dice with Jeff. Yeah, that's fine. I just really don't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it, Alice, if I'm honest. No. Okay, so in 1911, he attempts to go over the falls in the barrel. So he got into a 2.4 metre long steel drum at Navy Island, which is the point where the current of the Niagara River um, veers towards the Canadian shore. Um, So it took him 18 minutes to get to the brink of the falls in the barrel before he went over. And then 22 minutes after he went over the falls, the barrel was recovered because uh, oh. um, it had been stuck in the river um, at the base of the falls so Fred Bender 
who worked for the Ontario Power Company. Um, he swam to the barrel and pulled it to the shore. Um, and he, uh, Leach was removed from the drum. Oh, he was still in it? I assumed... No, he was in it. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was rushed to hospital, and he had two broken kneecaps and a broken jaw, and he spent six months recovering in hospital, but he did recover. Oh. Um, so what's a bit weird about this, one of the things that's a bit weird, is that Annie was the first person to go over the falls in a barrel, but it didn't really bring her any n- notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, so she didn't really make any money off, out of it. Nothing really happened. And also, her manager ran off with the barrel that she went over the falls with. Um, so anyway, that she did make, <laughs> she had to spend getting a private investigator to try and find him. <laughs> I don't know why um, the barrel would be more famous. Why is fam- that more famous? Well, I, I was just about oh, to say... that famous barrel, that yeah. A-lister on the red carpet. I was about to say I don't know why the barrel would be more famous than Annie. And then I thought, well, probably because... Of gender inequality, like no one gives a shit that oh, she was a woman. Like you're right. we'd rather see the barrel. Oh, the world's a piece of shit, but you're probably right. And also, not only that, but nothing really happened to her. But after Bobby Leach went over and spent six months recovering in hospital, he became quite famous, and he was declared <sighs> the first man to go over the falls to survive a barrel drop. And he toured the UK, Canada, Fuck off. US, giving lectures. About lectures about yeah, how to yeah. sit in a barrel well, and go in a river. Job. Yeah. Fucking. So, that was quite a ridiculous thing. Um, however, for all of his daredevil stunts and trying to prove that he was better than Annie, and I can't like there may be something that I've missed in my research that suggest that what he did was better or bigger or whatever mm-hmm. but from what I can tell they both I mean he did three things thing. and she did one thing but yeah. essentially it's about surviving going over the falls in the barrel which feels like basically the same thing but um he he yeah he did do some daredevil things um but his death was kind of ironic and not quite in the same way but uh, during one of his publicity tours in New Zealand, when he was out and about in the street, he slipped on an orange peel. Oh! And he broke his leg. Oh my god! So the complications from that meant that his leg then became infected. And then he developed gangrene. Oh my god. So then his leg needed to be amputated. And then that caused his health to deteriorate. And he died. So for all of well, that, well, well. it was a humble orange peel. An orange peel. Like a cartoon banana skin oh, I feel that orange peel isn't that slippery. That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly it was icy. New Zealand, maybe it was icy. Yeah. Um, that is ironic. That is quite ironic, yeah. isn't it? And also, little tagline, uh, it's uh, now illegal in the US and Canada. To walk on orange peels? Well, yes, and also to go over the falls, mm. particularly I in the barrel, hope, I would imagine. I would hope so. Yeah. So that's old Bobby Leach. Would you, would you go over the falls in a barrel? Um, what a stupid fucking question, Davey. What are you thinking? I mean, I tried an attempt at a climbing wall for the first time ever and freaked out a bit when I realised that I was quite high and um, possibly the were rope you, were you clipped me. In? Yeah, I was clipped in, yeah. I went with my stepdad who has been doing it for 
mo- like the majority of his life and knows what he's doing. And still, there was that point at the top where I was like, if I fall, I will hurt myself quite a lot. So I think that tells me that I'm possibly not quite ready to go over the Niagara Falls in a barrel. No, I'm fine. Understood. Would, Would you? you do... Oh, okay. No. That's why it was a silly question of mine. Have you ever done a bungee jump, though? No. And no. I wouldn't want to do that. No, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm not an extreme sports kind of person, I don't think. I can't think of that much that I would do that I would feel like the gratification of doing it is the payoff for mm-hmm. the absolute terror that precedes it. I do think you need like a really specific mindset for it. Mm. Yeah. And you do need to be a bit of an adrenaline junkie like that rush needs to be worth it. The idea of... So I feel like there's a difference between things that are somewhat controlled because of like the setup of it. For example, a bungee jump. Like I know they can go really wrong, but ultimately the harness is there. You're going to bounce around. Like it's going to be really exhilarating, but ultimately there's like things in place for you to be safe. Whereas things like white water rafting, I can't think of anything worse because if you take a wrong turn... Yeah, that's true. Weirdly, I quite enjoy white water rafting, but... I've never done it on anything more than, like, a holiday excursion. Like, I've never done extreme. Like, I know there's, like, a scale of rapids, and I'm sure that I've done, like, the tiny ones compared to what you could do. I think I would be terrified to do anything bigger than that. I do quite enjoy, like, the watery side of it, but... I would do it on um, Nintendo Switch on... What's the what's the Mario Brothers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that game's called. I do Mario Brothers Rapids, but apart from that... No thanks. Fair enough. But good for you. I mean, I don't do it very... The, the last time I went whitewater rafting was um, in 2011, so not a big hobby of mine. <laughs> not regular. Not no. Every week. No, no. Um, I did fall off. Good story there, Els. Thanks. Bit of gender inequality thrown in there. Why not? Why the hell not? Why the fuck not? Why not? Speaking of gender inequality, we are now going to turn to the section of the podcast dedicated to our girl crushes yeah obviously sarah austin is both of ours this week yeah well so that done. wraps it up yeah bye um and we miss you squares mm. but the idea is that we turn our attention away from death and doom and onto things that are inspiring us making us happy and mine this week is couldn't literally couldn't be more shallow that's fine and it's just someone that I think is the most astonishingly good-looking woman on the planet. Okay. And I'm probably going to mispronounce her name. Gal Gadot. I don't know who that the is. The actor. Okay. She is... So she plays Wonder Woman. This is literally it. Like, I, I know she's not that great. She's not that funny on Instagram or anything. Like, she's not giving me any other inspiration other than, like, just being astonishingly good-looking. And I was just like, oh. I'm just well gonna, I'm gonna pick Gal Gadot. At the minute, I'm slightly obsessed with the footballer Hector Bellerin, who mm. plays for Arsenal. I don't know who that is. Let me. Who is like, he's like a hipster footballer. Okay. And he's just generally very cool and What's trendy. Hector Bellerin. So like, I'm just mildly obsessed with him at the minute, and it's cool as fuck. Is the point? But I was gonna make a joke on. Uh, I was going to make a very trite joke on Twitter saying basically like, oh, my sexuality is Hector Bellerin. Yeah. But I was like, that's a boring joke. Everyone makes that. 
And then I was looking at pictures of Gal Gadot and I was like, is my sexuality Gal Gadot? And then I looked at them both together and they kind of look the same. Do so they? like maybe I'm just into people that look like that. Good bone Whether structures. they're yeah, just the kind of like real, real high cheekbones, slim face, dark hair and eyebrows. Here she is. She's my vibe. Fair enough. They could be related. Yeah, so sure. uh, so that's that's just where my head's at. This is what I'm bringing to the table. Fair enough. <laughs> this is so shallow. This couldn't be more shallow, but... Dark features. Good choke... Choke bugs. Choke bugs. Get choke Um. So that's mine. And I have I have no... I have no um, academic thought to bring to it. I just that's think fine. she's fucking beautiful. That's legitimate that's, that's mine and you don't need to I mean you don't need to reference that you don't need I th- to oh, I even think she might even be a little bit problematic if I'm honest I've heard bad things I've heard of the old rumour really um, but I'm just going to stick with it she is very beautiful she yeah. is and um, I think that's fine so I started following on Instagram quite a lot of like um, sustainable fashion sort of stuff uh, so I started just randomly following this um, Twitter account called Well Sancho, which are like a ethical fashion shop in nice. Exeter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know why. I think they must have popped up as my potential to follow. Um, because ideally I would like to buy a lot more sustainably, but also it is quite expensive. And I do understand why, because it's well made. Um, but sometimes that's a bit difficult. So I've basically just gone to a point where I'm like well I, I should probably buy anything so mm. just, anyway it's not fast fashion it's not that yeah. yeah but when I'm sort of possibly back to earning a bit more of a regular income I might just try and buy I think better quality and less is a good thing to strive for yeah for sure so anyway this is a long rooted way of saying that I follow this this shop called well Sancho and um or I think the, the shop is called Sancho and what the one of the founders is called is Calcadon Legacy, um, and the reason that I thought that she I thought about doing this the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. and then I went for Lolly Edipope. Yeah, but she posted a post where um, the Brexit party were in uh, Exeter mm-hmm. just before the European elections, and there was a picture of her like sat on the table that they obviously had all their information, which is just a very defiant picture. Mm. And then also about her having a conversation with, I think Nigel Farage was there, and just talking to the people that were campaigning about the reasons why she felt quite defiant about kind of her stance on things. And it just was quite powerful because for me, I felt very in agreement with everything that she was sort of saying, Mm. but thinking how much I would love to have the courage to do something mm, like that. Yeah. And also feeling like possibly, probably I wouldn't, mm. but how can I think about a way to do something more like that? Yeah. So I think it was just like a very powerful post that made me think about, you know, your position is not less than that other person's position and having the balls to just go and do that. And probably someone like Exit, I don't know, like you... you I guess I guess there is room to have people back you up, but I don't know what the circumstances were. If I was with some friends, like if you and I were there together, possibly I would be like, yeah, let's go and do this together. If yeah. I was just on my own, mm. never in yeah. a million years yeah, would I feel yeah. I would have the confidence to do that. So it was a 
yeah, for me, I just thought, what a gutsy move to go and do that and to That's stand up cool. for people. That's very cool. That's a very like, good shit. reason for a girl crush. So it was a, yeah. And I should have done, I don't know, because it feels like it would have been more resonant had I done it two weeks ago rather than now because we were a couple of weeks in mm. after that and it was all a bit shitty. And as we said, we're not going to go into politics right now because we'll... Um, we'll kill ourselves. I think we might do, yeah. yeah. So maybe we should all be a little bit more like her, actually, because she fucking just sat on their table and told them to fuck off and I'm sure they didn't and actually they did alright in the European elections <laughs> because the world is a it's a dumpster fire dumpster fire yeah mm. basically yeah that's a really I like it that's a really good uh, that's a really good girl crush thanks it's much more morally good than mine well I don't well mine were for different reasons but I've had the reasons that you've had on a week where you've had the reasons that I've had so that doesn't it all comes out in the wash, doesn't it? It all comes out in the wash. And each week we have various levels of being able to engage in certain things that are going on because yeah. of varying demands of life. Yeah, so all I've been able to do is look at pictures of good-looking people. Yeah, but also screw yourself a promotion. So yeah. It's very calming. It's a bit like... I find it a little bit like watching a lava lamp, just looking at pictures of good-looking people. Is that weird? Yeah, it's quite weird, but I do it's legitimately... Well, I find it very soothing. Yeah, fair enough. I sometimes, okay, this is a weird thing to admit, but <laughs> here we go. Um, sometimes if I'm feeling a bit stressed and I'm like on my way to, um, I'm doing a journey. Sure. I look for Desert Island Disc <gasps> podcasts of people that I know will have a really soothing voice. Oh, that is such a good idea and I just I just listen to it and I might not even really pay that much attention to what they're listening to what they're talking and Kirsty what's her chops who is it before Kirsty Young Kirsty Young herself has quite a soothing voice she does have a soothing voice double whammy yeah who would you recommend um okay good soothing voices um Kate Kate Atkinson Uh the author Mm. really good uh Jana Lumley Lummers come on great voice please the dream the dream uh, celebrity mum. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Oh, who else I listened to really recently that had a lovely voice? Kath Kidson. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soothing voice. Soothing voice. Has Morgan see. Freeman ever done a uh, Desert Island disc? Not as far as I'm aware. That'd be quite good. All mine have been women. There must be men with soothing voice, but I basically find... I have a great auntie who has the most soothing voice ever. Let's get her in the podcast. <laughs> I could ask her. I've not seen her for a little while. But... Take this little clamp contraption. Yeah. yeah, she lives quite far away. Nor- northeast, in the northeast. Tom Hanks ever done Desert Island Disc? I think he might have done. Oh, I love Tom Hanks. So I think much. he might have done. But that's a little tip for you, if you're ever. Another one, um, occasionally. I've not done this for a while, but when I used to get a certain train to and from a job I had, um, sometimes, I think possibly I was trying to concentrate on something else, I don't know what, and lots of like frustration going on. Just put like some white noise on, or oh, like yeah, yeah, some like yeah, rain yeah. or something like that. Raining FM is my go-to work. Is it uh, concentration noise? I've never considered and it. You can until fade like thunder in and out. Oh, amazing! Like a lush as well. So but nice. I've been in situations where I've had that on for like my entire working day, and you go quite spacey by the end of like nine hours of it. You're a bit like, <laughs> like you're not really in the real world. Do I live in a rainforest? Yeah. Raining.fm. I didn't. So there's a whole like radio station dedicated yep. to it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great Would tips. recommend if you need to. If you need to zone up. 
for busy people in a world that's on fire. Mm. Soothing desert island discs and a bit of rain FM. Rain dot FM? Raining dot FM. Raining dot FM. Do it. Let's do all it. do it. We'll all um, be calmer people for it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. We hope that the sound has been okay. We have absolutely no way of knowing. If it's shit, then um, essentially we won't put the episode out and we'll just put probably something on. No, if it's shit, we'll put it out and then we'll just be like, sod. Sorry. Um, but nice to do it in a lounge. This does feel a lot more... I do, as, I, as I said when I came in, this feels a bit more like Mark Maron would do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just chilled. Just at home. Uh, we miss squares. If you get to the end of this... Oh, yeah. Send us the emoji of the two women in bunny suits dancing. Oh, yeah, nice. Good one. Yeah. So when you've listened to this, send us that emoji. It took me... Oh, so long. So long. <laughs> and it wasn't that I didn't listen. I think I'd listened to the whole thing and then I got to work literally at the end. And then, you know, like, at any point, you're like, well, I'm... Well, we were wrapping it up. Listen, yeah. I'm not judging. I'm just... Saying it took a long time. It did take a long time. And it's we not... were basically like, you need to listen to the end. <laughs> but Squares will know that. She'll be wise to us. She'll be she listening. will. We should have put it in at the start. I mean, that was not worth it. <laughs> Um, but okay, thank you for listening. Um, hit us up on social media at What Away Pod. Yeah, we're also on emails whatawaypod at gmail dot com. And we do we, we get like it. literally non stop emails off all of the fans. But also, we if you want to email us, <laughs> there's space. There's some space. There's yeah. some space. We'll delete some of the just adoring emails. Yeah. Um, and that's it and we'll see you in a couple of weeks you're on holiday right in a couple of weeks and shit yeah might be another tour we're into the summer it might be a tour or we could do one the week before anyway yes this is well, okay. you don't need to hear this <laughs> anyway okay see you later bye 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 bye